Welcome back, everyone, to Midnight Screening. I am your host, Nathan Needs a Username. Laying with me are two of my good friends, Josh K. Hi. And Ty Hennessy. I'm mad I'm doing this again. So for some okay, context, right. <laughs> this is the third time we have recorded this episode today, this evening, because a certain two people have had technical issues. <laughs> So, we've, we've had problems. For the third time tonight, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. You're doing Christmas. We're slightly delirious because of how long we've been doing this. But Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Oh. Crazy Kwan. Have a crazy <laughs> Kwan. That's a Simpsons reference. That's a Simpsons reference. Not a racist reference. Don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. That was a Simpsons reference. Anyway, happy holidays. Um, we're talking... We <laughs> forgot how to do the intro. We put... We put two alternative Christmas classics up to the vote on Instagram. Gremlins and Die Hard. Die Hard won 62%. To 38, so we're talking Die Hard this month. We talking Die Hard. We talking Die Hard. <laughs> now, <laughs> some trivia. Oh, go on, tell us some trivia oh, we've never heard about Die Hard, please. Boys, I bet you didn't know any of this. So Die Hard, right? If, if you didn't know, which I, doubt, oh. I don't know who would have told you this before, you guys. Die Hard is based on a book. Wait, right? what? No way. Yeah, it's based on a novel from 1979 called Nothing Lasts Forever. Nothing, and that was obviously, that must have been the first book of its, of its ha, theories, nah. right? Ah, see, you've, you've, you've fallen into my trap, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing Lasts Forever, right? The, the book by Roderick Thorpe was a, a sequel to his earlier novel, The Detective. Does that mean that Die Hard's a sequel? Kind of. <laughs> really not going with my dramatic dramaticism here, are you? Well, who could ever play the great kind of. kind of. Josh, jo- 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 you know how we're going with the bit that you don't know this trivia. You what? do. <laughs> Wait, what? Says when? So you know the answer was kind of. <laughs> You could have said it more dramatically. You didn't have to use the words kind of. Anyway. So yeah, they did adapt The Detective with uh, Frank Sinatra, of all people. The great Frank Sinatra. Meaning, when when uh, Die Hard was put into production, the role of John McClane was offered back to its originator, Frank Sinatra. No way, that's insane. <laughs> this is interesting, but everyone that isn't you, <laughs> they don't know the this. first time. Yeah. Well, thankfully, Frank Sinatra was knew he was too old and was not too egotistical to say yes. I will yeah, John we figured it out. Josh, what age did you say Sinatra would have been? Oh, 73, Three? 78. Sorry, 70, 73 or seventy eight. It was one of the two. <laughs> Give me two seconds, I can tell you. 73 or 78. <laughs> it 
It's either like 10 or 103. <laughs> There's a value difference. Cam that it was 73. Okay. 73. Maybe 72 technically because he was born in December. Okay. Okay. <gasps> Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. It's a Christmas thing. <laughs> we found the Christmas connection. We did it. <laughs> so yeah, a 72, 73 year old Frank Sinatra could have played John McClane, which is very funny in my head. Very, very different type of film that we've come out with. Exceptionally different film. Oh, I'm just patient about when he jumps off the roof with the hose and just uh, voices, just, just the, <laughs> the spine breaking. It's a, his fedora falls off. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Indiana Jones. He's trying to get his fedora back. Just free falling from Nakatomi Plaza, trying to catch the fedora. Ah, uh, they 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 they're on the radio. They ask him where he's from. <laughs> the violin starts once, but dun 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 dun. I want to see this film now. <laughs> Dude, that is one of those, like, never-made movies. It's like the Michael Jackson Spider-Man thing, where it's like, yeah, I'm glad it didn't happen, because we got the better movie. Yeah, But I want to see wanna... that movie. Like... I really want someone someone out there to make a deep fake of Frank Sinatra. Oh. <laughs> As John McClane. As John McClane. <laughs> we have the technology now, people. We can have oh. it happen. And everyone else is still the same. Like, we don't age anyone else up. <laughs> Why would we? <laughs> when you make it the same thing. Br- brilliant. <laughs> Alan Rickman threatening a 73-year-old man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that also makes it so much funnier to me. There's that brilliant scene where Hans Gruber and John McClane meet face-to-face and they don't realise that's what's happening. Yeah. It'd be a lot easier to tell that it's John McLean if it's the only 70-year-old man yeah. in the building. <laughs> like... But you've also got the term of, like, Hans Gruber surely wouldn't have expected the cowboy to be a 73-year-old man, so who's oh, this mysterious true. person? <laughs> Where did he come from? Why is he holding a machine gun? No, he didn't know it was him. Hans knew John was John. He had a gun to he his face. What... You you say he knows. That's because he used John said his name. Yeah, but no, he held a gun to his face. Yeah, yeah, he knew before John said his name. Yeah, yeah, but like, John wasn't being subtle. No, <laughs> he's not a. To be fair, to be fair to him, he's not Ethan Hunt, is he? He's a cop, like, like a cop, cop. Oh, right, true. Yeah, like he probably is dealing with like parking fines and shoplifters, like. Nah, nah, nah. He's got six months worth of uh, scum to put into jail. Hence why his marriage is failing. Boom. He did say that, yes. Sorry, that's the worst thing I've ever... That's the worst thing to say. So, John McClane's an interesting character. No, yeah, John McClane is an interesting character. He is, yeah. So, play a game at home... If you can tell when we're going over something we've already talked about and trying to make it sound natural. <laughs> so I think John McClane might be my favourite 
80s action Get... hero. You feel it? Oh. You feel it? And why is that, Nathan? Well, because he's, he's more of an actual character. Um, Let's skip to the, the opening of Die Hard. Right. Because I don't know why I specified the movie that I was going to talk about. As if that's not the movie we've been talking about the whole time. The opening of the movie, you learn everything you need to know about John McClane immediately. Yes. Like how his name is Mr. John Diehard. Yes, John. So yeah. Um, what, what was I even talking about? Diehard. Die. Ah, oh, Diehard. Die <laughs> I see. Diehard. Oh. No, yeah. So. Movie opens, he's flying to LA because he's been invited to the Christmas party at his wife's new workplace in Nakatomi Plaza. Yes, Plaza. Uh, uh, by rich people <laughs> uh, who've ordered him a, a limo. Yep. Sorry, can we just... <laughs> by rich people. I forgot his name. Uh, Mr. The Takagi. Takagi. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Miyagi, yeah. Takagi, <laughs> where did you teach to do karate? <laughs> so yeah, they get him a limo. He doesn't want to be in the limo. Uh, so he rides up front. Which is such a great little character moment. But also, something I noticed, or something I took note of in this scene, right? We're talking about Die Hard. Yep. Because it's the ultimate sort of when people talk about like is it even really a christmas movie yes when obviously it is because it's a movie about christmas and those are the two words in the phrase christmas movie yeah the first the first like song like pop song we hear in this in this film is run dmc's christmas and hollis yes the limo driver argyle's like let's listen to some music and he puts on christmas and hollis john says you know we're gonna listen to christmas music and he goes this is christmas music Die Hard is the Christmas and Hollis of movies. I think that's the first time anyone's ever said that sentence. <laughs> it is. Because that, I think, even now, is still the first song I think of. When it's like, what's well, a Christmas song that isn't like a default Christmas song? You you, you immediately jump to Run the MC. Mm. And I think in the same way, you're like, what's a Christmas movie? But I don't want to watch like a comedy, like a family comedy or a rom-com. Die Hard. What do you mean? Die Hard is definitely a family comedy. But in this terms guy who hilariously has to kill 12 people. <laughs> if you loosely... I mean, there's jokes in it, and he has a family. Yeah. And he kills 12 people. Dude. Don't forget that bit. He did, well, he didn't kill all of them, did Every he? Good... Did they all die? Yeah. Wait, There's maybe not the tech die. guy. No way, uh, Argyle knocks him out. Knocked him out, so he oh, kills yeah. eleven of them. With the truck. I get hit him with a limo. <laughs> well, so he's probably dead. Let's face it. Argyle's like, well, he looks pretty dead. <laughs> yeah, he kills a solid ten people. I I find it so fitting that um, Christmas and Hollis is in this movie. I think it's intentional. Like as I say, I'll be like, you can make Christmas stuff that isn't generically Christmassy, uh, which is what this is. You know, I think that's. Either that or that's just me uh, forcing a connection between two things that isn't there for the sake of content. Right, we'll make it a thing, though. Just go with it. Pretend that it was definitely intentional. We know that for a fact, and we don't have to pretend oh, that's it. all. that's all this show is, is us saying things mm. that are probably not true and just claiming they are because we feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you really need, though. 
Yeah, that, that's how podcasting works. Doing it right. <laughs> Speaking of connections with things, um, I was going to say something me, horrible well, there, but no. Okay. Hit me while watching this. Uh, this is the first time ever there is a direct connection between this movie and last month's movie. I'm gonna... And last month's movie. Oh, Ghostbusters. Okay. Ghostbusters. Did you forget what the last movie How is there? Yes. New York? There is a direct connection between this movie. Not New York. No. New York. <laughs> between. There's a direct connection between Ghostbusters and Die Hard. And it's, it's something that we talked about at length last month. Is Rick Moranis in Die Hard? Rick Moranis is not in Die Hard. Is PB Hamilton in Die Hard? Imagine if Rick Moranis <laughs> played on the wing. <laughs> oh, that's even better than Frank Sinatra. <laughs> but the thing is, he can't get in the air vent because he keeps locking it. Wait, there's something we talked about at length. <laughs> yep. What? Stay Puft Marshmallows? Right. I'm going to say the exact phrase I said last month. Boys, have you ever heard of the actor William Atherton? Oh, yeah, because he's the he... newsman, isn't he? Oh, so he is! Yes. Holy shit. William him. Atherton is in Die Hard. Yeah, uh, for anyone who's Damn. forgotten, if it's. Yeah. Um, William Atherton was in Ghostbusters. He played uh, Walter Peck. Uh. And he is also in Die Hard. It's a slightly less important character, but Still equally as annoying. He is off another awful person in this movie. And, and I just wanted leveled. to say, yeah, watching Ghostbusters and Die Hard this close together, it's so satisfying to watch you get punched in the face. Like, <laughs> just yeah, I feel like I've built up both him. Trying to stop the Ghostbusters and then unleashing all those ghosts on New York, and trying to like profit off this like tragedy in LA at the same time. There was they combined in my head, and then when he got socked in the jaw at the end of the movie, it was just yeah. I felt like I needed that. You're the reason he quit acting. Congratulations. That's it. Yeah, which I also found kind of funny. Because then I was thinking about the fact that we had talked about how people used to yell at him in the street for being mean to the Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's why he stopped acting. Um, you, you're the problem of this world. But that was it. Like, a first off, obviously, leave actors alone. Don't do that. But also, I get it. <laughs> but don't be like that in real life. Actors pretend to be people. Mm. Ghostbusters yes, they're not actually all not people. <laughs> Ghostbusters was not a documentary. Wait, what? End, but Die Hard is, right? End of my, end of my point. Um, Die Hard yes. is a documentary, right? This really happened. Yes, they offered they offer the role of John McClane in this documentary to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I thought it was... I, was I, haven't been this year, I thought this was a documentary about the life of Frank Sinatra. Oh, see... That one day, Frank Sinatra killed 12 people. <laughs> they were terrorists. Doesn't count. Uh. Oh, I want to make a movie called Sinatra versus the Terrorists. <laughs> like, uh. Sinatra defending New York from a bunch of terrorists. That'd be great. Singing as he does it. 
Yep. Could we get Bruce Willis to play Frank Sinatra? It's a terrible oh, casting choice. Oh, full circle. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis does not care about acting anymore. Yeah. yeah, and he just would not be a good Frank Sinatra. Have you ever seen, was it Screen Junkies? They cut together, like, every clip from Glass where Bruce Willis had to walk. And he's just, like, shuffling. <laughs> it's so funny because he's just so like he just clearly doesn't care <laughs> he's just like shuffling along <laughs> uh, yeah I want to clarify I did not deliberately again these moves go to a vote there was no deliberate connection between these two this will probably yeah. never happen again I can't knowing what two movies are going up for the vote next month can't see a possible connection between this and either of them. I'll find it. Hopefully. You never know. Like, if you squint. Like... <laughs> um, <laughs> but not as direct as, like, these the, these two the share same a cast guy. member. No. Uh, which is, yeah, fun. <laughs> I'm genuinely trying to struggle in my head to think of what haven't we talked about? Like, what did what's in a lost recording and what's in this one? Um... So I think Screw it, let's, let's talk one of the main reasons. Oh, you got no, we, but you've got. We were talking about John McClane as a character, and yeah. how, yes. when you look at all the different eighties action films, he's probably the best. And the main reason for that is you, know, you mm-hmm. look at other eighties action stars, and they're not like characters really; they're more like objects and films. And that's an issue. That's what makes this one so great, is because you get to watch a film where you're watching a character somehow defeat these odds that he really shouldn't. But he's down to largely yeah. luck and slight planning. It's not, hey, here's two machine guns, brat. Uh, yeah, he's, up, and he's also, up there with like. He's not a, oh, a, no, a specially trained person either. It's like yeah, Rambo, yeah. army vet. He's just, he's just a cop. Yeah, you're not dealing yeah, with vet or a just or a, a time traveling robot. <laughs> or a specially made killing machine. Yeah, like. Um, but yeah, I think John McClane's up there with my favourite, like, action heroes, period. Like, for similar reasons to why I like, like, uh, Indiana Jones as a character, or, um, why is that the only other one I can think of? <laughs> it's all the characters, John McClane and Indiana Jones. Oh, you know, <laughs> the, the two... Why can't I think of... I had, I had like, a Two bunch characters. in my head and lost them. Sarah Connor, uh, Ellen Ripley, uh, Cage Yeager. Um, not that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, those characters, they're all eight, like, yeah, people with motivations who are sort of often in the wrong place at the wrong time. But also, characters that spend the majority of the movie out of breath and beaten up in, like... <laughs> You know, they, they're persevering through. It's not... They're not like a... Yeah, Rambo from like th- Rambo 3 onwards where they can just... They could take anyone at any point. Like, they're, they're they're scrappy and they're smart and they've got luck on their side. It's a far more interesting movie when that happens. But I was just going to clarify thing. again that I, I was joking when I said Cage Yeager. I'm not putting Cage Yeager in that list. You sure? Uh, don't worry. I'm I just think his. I just mind. think his name is. I just think his name is funny. <laughs> Cage Yeager. 
Uh, yeah, and for further context to those people, Cage Jaeger was Mark Wahlberg's character in the Transformers sequels. Uh, um, that's that was the joke. He's my fa- um, favorite action hero. He's the best one. As I said, it's John McClane, Indiana Jones, Sarah Connor, Cage Jaeger. <laughs> yeah. That's that's everyone's list, right? That's not even like that's not just me saying that. That's that's like it's uni- universally agreed upon. Yeah. Yeah, like it's in it's in AFI's like, like they've got a list. They're like, these are the most important movies of all time. So it's like Die Hard, Terminator, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Exactly. Done. Sorted. I didn't know I knew the name of that movie until right now. You tried to say it earlier and it didn't work. Oh no! I, earlier I tried to name the the last samurai. Nope. <laughs> Transformers, the last, the last duel. Transformers, the last Jedi. What is? Someone help me. The last night. <laughs> I don't know. It's the last night. Night is it? In night. Soho? Oh, cause it's a pun, isn't it? But they're robots. They're not knights. Who's that a pun? No, because that's the one where King Arthur built the Transformers yeah. on stupid. Wait, what? <laughs> And he's played by Stanley Tucci. I did not watch this film, and I'm so happy I haven't. Now. I thought they came from a different planet. I've, What's going? I've butchered the plot. <laughs> it's something to do with King Arthur, and he's played by Stanley Tucci. Okay. Yeah, 2017, the last night. No, it's the last night, right? Yeah, Transformers: Last Night in Soho. Um, Josh Duhamel is also in it. Nah, Stanley Tucci played Merlin. I see Merlin. Sorry, yeah. that makes so much more sense. And yeah, <laughs> Liam Garrigan played King Arthur. Uh, sure. Who was in? I don't. I didn't. I won't play I haven't seen this movie. Six I just, movies. I remember its existence briefly. I did call it the Last Jedi, so that should tell you a little like Yeah. So yeah, John McClane's more interesting than Cage Jaeger. Yeah. It was basically the point we were trying to make. <laughs> Let's talk about Alan Rickman. Obviously. Okay. Josh, if you do the same joke you did about Rick Moranis. <laughs> are we talk are we gonna talk about how Snape was a good guy or are we talking about Hans Gruber? Let's not go there. So <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was a great actor. We all know that anyway. Absolutely fantastic. Um, He's perfect for this. He's perfect for Hans Gruber. Yes. Hans Gruber. We're talking about John McClane being a more interesting action hero. Hans Gruber is way more interesting than, like, any other 80s action villain. Yeah. You know, he's, like, he's really well-read and really smart. His plan has, like, way too many steps but it's also incredibly simple at the same time because he's just trying to confuse the police yeah like there's so much going on in that character even to like the small hints about him that he's probably slightly unhinged because he's been like even the terrorist group he belongs to doesn't want anything to do with him like yeah it all leads to yeah just a, a really interesting character who is expertly portrayed by the late Alan Rickman. It's that bit, like, when you're first introduced to him, 
A, they all come out of that truck and just sort of <laughs> slowly form like a delta formation with him in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just such a great shot. And then um when they get to the they get into the party and they sort of start to take over things, he's standing there with his like little notebook, like he's reading a script. And it just looks like he's like waiting for everyone to be quiet and listen to him. And he looks like a fed up like high school teacher. Yeah. Like trying to lead an assembly. <laughs> yes, because all of our high school teachers had that moment when they killed a bunch of people. Forgot about that. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? It, it looks like someone who's done this so many times and is just, just kind of bored up. of this bit. Yeah, he's just like, Shh, every, if, if they're just if they're quiet, we can then I can say the thing and then I can leave and we can all go home. <laughs> like yeah, when he closes the, same the book, attitude, like a principal has. Yeah, when he closes yeah. the book, he's like, right. Just shut up. Yeah, like now we then we can do this. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it it gave me the exact thing of like yeah a fed up principal at a school like. Oh, by the way, just like you know, one way to look at it. Before Die Hard, Alan Rickman had done seven, uh, six movies, six or seven. None of them he played a villain. Oh wow! So this is the the start of legit my villain career. Yeah. His yeah. first ever movie was in Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I guess he was a, 19... a theater guy before that, really. Yeah. Seventy-eight. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's probably done a lot of Shakespeare in his time, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Cause I thought I was like, is he lit? I I thought Galaxy Quest was before something. Please don't tell me someone watched Galaxy Quest and went, Joe, who'd be great for Hans Gruber? This guy. <laughs> Galaxy Quest is the like. The outlier in it his was career. It was 11 years like, later. <laughs> like, Galaxy Quest is a great movie that he is great in. Mm. How he ended up in Galaxy Quest, I'll never know. I don't know, because he went from this, he'd done a couple of movies, then he played um, the sheriff in Robin Hood. Yes. Again, another villain. Another great villain role. Again, fantastically acted. Yeah, he plays bad guys, like, <laughs> very well. He He just has that, like, Again, every time there's something Alan Rickman's voice, the mo- the monotone that just kind of says, "Yeah," that just kind of says, "I'm smarter than you," uh, and it's annoying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that just it, it helps him carry characters like Hans Gruber off so well. Yeah, the way he goes. Goes. he talks slowly all the time as well. <laughs> yeah, like do you, like it... wait. Let me see if I can still do it. All right. Right. What's the trick to doing Alan Rickman again? It's uh, Stitch. You have to do Stitch. Uh, mm-hmm. And then oh, go down you, an octave. You don't like have to though, you know that, right? Like... <laughs> Let me see if I can still do it. Let's see if I can still do Stitch, what, to be honest. What do you mean still do it? Were you ever able I to used, do it? I could do this years ago. Right, can I even oh, do no. Stitch? <laughs> I can teach you all to ensnare the mind. There you go, that's Alan Rickman. You sound like Tim Curry in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> You're not wrong, time. <laughs> Quick, someone give me a line from Rocky Horror. Uh, <clears throat> and it, I, I really it, want you to say I'm a sweet transvestite, please. Why do, is it not like, why don't you settle down? <laughs> I forgot what was the voice I just did there. Uh, Stitch. 
I am a sweet transvestite. <laughs> yep, no, that's that's a much better. Tim Curry. It's much more accurate. Yeah, that's a go. better Tim Curry than it is an Alan Rickman. There you, there you go. Oh, keep that Turn one in the pocket page. for the Rocky Horror episode. <laughs> what is it? Turn to page 694. Is that the line? You've got to be, I think. I'll do something like that. I think you're, you're the problem is you're not nasally enough. Mm. You need to be a little bit. You're quite high pitched. I can teach you how to. I can teach you how to understand. The rest of this episode could just be us trying to. It's <laughs> 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 respectful. <laughs> like, is this okay to do? Hiya, buddy. Uh, Told you to just ran past the door and went, hey, daddy. <laughs> I can teach you how to ensnare the mind. Was it? Ensnare the mind. And other such things you can oh. do with potions and magic. I'm a wizard man. <laughs> I want the potions, master. Oh, that was Tim you Curry. Know. That was straight up to Tim Curry. They were talking about the cast of Die Hard. Yeah. Loosely, loosely, that's what we've been doing this whole time. We're talking about how great Alan Rickman is. Yeah. So we've mentioned Bruce Willis. We've mentioned Alan Rickman. We've mentioned uh, our old friend, William Atherton. Thank you. (laughs) Favourite of the show. (laughs) Right. I want to briefly talk about... What's his name? Alexander Godunov. Oh, um, one minute. Am I saying that right? Godunov. Godunov? Alexander Godunov. Godunov. Good, good, that guy. What about him? Um, that was good enough. Hey, I'm good enough. Aye. Right. Do you guys know who that is? Nope. He's oh, wait, no, wait. Uh, he's not an actor. He's uh, he's the ha- savage henchman of Hans Gruber. Yes. He is. Is he, the, is he the one whose brother dies? He's like the... He's, yeah, he's the, the real cool one that really wants to... Carl, uh, his name's he Carl. Really wants, Do you know who... He really wants to kill... Oh. Do you know who he looks like? He really wants John McClane dead. Do you know who he looks like? Who? The guy from the he painting looks... in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, you're right, he, he does. He does look like him, doesn't he? Wait a minute. <laughs> Is it? No, wait. Well, I'm gonna, I'm... Wait, it's not, it's not. It's not? It's not. Are you sure? But I'm going to find out who that is right now. <laughs> Because he looks a lot like the guy from Ghostbusters too. Load Lerma. Oh crap. Sorry. Is this a bonus Ghostbusters video? <laughs> Can that be your like running joke from now on forever? Every episode is secretly about Ghostbusters. That would be a pain to do. Uh, it would be. What was the guy's... Oh wait, it was... Wilhelm... Vo- he was a diehard! No he way. also a diehard? He was a diehard! No way. He was! I'm looking I'm at him right he now. He is. He was a diehard. Yes. He <laughs> is also he a diehard. You were correct. Who was uh, he? I'm guy. looking. He's James. James. That's another one of the terrorists, James right? Was... Alexander Gudanov was in... Nothing else I have ever seen. Okay, yeah, right. Sorry, I forgot I hadn't told you who that was yet. Because... We got sidetracked by Can't William Thornburg. So there you go. Die um, A looser ghost, a looser Ghostbusters oh. connection. Um. Insane. His name is. Keep finding these right. Wilhelm um, von Homburg. 
Hum Willem van Humburg, yes. Boys. Yeah. Damn. So in Die Hard, that's yeah. so funny. That's crazy. Do you think he plays uh, Big Guy's brother? No, that wasn't his name. Oh, was it his name? No. Okay, Nathan, go. <laughs> sorry, that's, that's really threw me there. I was not expecting that to happen. <laughs> that? Yeah, sorry for screaming into the mic, by the way. Right, Alexander Gondorf. Um, so you get the point out, he's not in a lot of movies. Right? Most legit. Despite being legitimately, <clears throat> legitimately very good in in Die Hard, right? Yep. That's because he's not an actor, right? That's not his profession. He's a writer. This man, he is a ballet dancer. No, he way. He's a ballerina. He's a uh, Russian ballerina. He's a Russian ballerina who defected to the United States and caused a minor international incident. Minor? How minor? Yeah, how minor? Uh, to the point where, like, it, it ended up kind of not mattering, but because it was Russia, like the Soviet Union and the United States, and, you know, the Cold War was happening and all that, it was, you know, had to be checked out, and he was vaguely famous because he was the right. world class ballerina. Uh, and then, Die Hard. As you do. Because yeah. I looked him up, because, like, he looks familiar. So I looked him up, and it, it, it took me, like, three or four paragraphs on his wikipedia to get to the fact he was in die hard which i thought was quite funny because all of it is do you know who he kind of looks like who he kind of looks like, like the from blade runner which one the main the main guy in blade runner harrison not, ford it's not harrison ford <laughs> oh um you mean edward james almost no is that no the guy no, that no the main tears of the rain replicant yeah. Tears of the Ring. Oh, right? yeah. The uh, main Republican villain. Rutger Howard. 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 It kind of looks like that. But that might just be because they're both actually, blonde. Yeah. No, I see what you mean by that, yeah. No, but... Right, I'm going to... Let me do that impression. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. Please no. <laughs> I'll do the whole monologue from Blade Runner. <laughs> just go deaf in real quick. <laughs> it's like five minutes long. <laughs> no, um... So yeah, sorry, that bit of Jamie and being a ballerina will see more interesting, but we stumbled on a second Ghostbusters connection yep. by accident, which is more interesting than that. It was all because I said he looked like the guy from the painting. Yeah, which turns out to be another one of the, <laughs> the guys in that yep. part. Yep. Um, but no, I really like that uh, his whole subplot with uh, the first terrorist to, to be killed by John McClane is is his brother and uh yeah uh hans gruber is very adamant that they don't kill anybody the terrorists you know they're injuring police officers they're wounding Which people which came ironic when he when he shoots the japanese guy right in the forehead but and yeah he else. dies and uh, then him, they're like so he, he yeah so he tells him not to kill mclean and he's just not happy about it <laughs> and like well, to be fair, the don't kill McLean bit was largely on the basis of because if you shot him in the elevator, we could have killed him later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's just like, um, which also is the one of my favorite lines in the movie where uh, he goes back to like the main sort of party area and he's like, he punches something 
And then Holly goes. Drinks tree. Yeah, it's like a tree. Holly goes. He's John's alive. still alive. <laughs> Only John can make someone that upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, healthy marriage. <laughs> what a loving thing to say about your husband. <laughs> I mean, Ashley would say that about me. Uh, which leads to the like the we've we've talked about how John McLean's a character who is like constantly a breath, constantly injured. He's not wearing shoes. His feet are like caught. Not wearing the whole a shirt. He's always bleeding. Like he is. But the other half of John McLean's character is that any time he talks through a walkie-talkie, he's a badass. He transforms. Yeah, he transforms into Rambo. <laughs> like. And it's all an act to, like, scare the terrorists, yeah. which makes it even more interesting. And, like, even, yeah. But that's where we get some of the greatest one-liners in cinema history. Yippee-ki-yay. yippee being the iconic one. Yeah. Which is so iconic that just in my head, he does something cool after saying it. He does, he just nope. goes through a door. No, he just opens a door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not an important door. No, he... Just a door. He sees the elevator... Uh, about to open, then he goes, Yippee and then opens the door and leaves. I'm like, What? Yeah, <laughs> that's all Yippee was. <laughs> but it's a great, like, because of the way he says it and how, like, yeah, and the clear frustration that it's causing the, the terrorists on the line. And they're having they're having a conversation about American action heroes, which is why uh, Hans Grimms are calling him the cowboy. No, because he called himself Roy something. Just Roy. Yes. No, Roy. He, what was that in? He named an actor who that is in rare. Famous to um, for cowboy films. Yeah, because he gets called. He calls him John Wayne, and then he says I'm mortified. Roy. I've forgotten. What did he say? Roy Rogers. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, he refers to himself as Roy Rogers. He even tells, uh, Al. Al to call him Roy. Because it'll give away his identity. Um, which we haven't mentioned yet. We haven't mentioned the... The radio. Uh. So... John takes... He steals a radio from one of the terrorists that yep. he kills. Uh, after trying to take his shoes, but they don't fit. Yep. <laughs> man had small feet. Yeah, man had small feet. He's the only... He kills the only terrorist with feet smaller than his sister. Yep. Great life. Um, but he uses that radio to try and contact the police. Because mm-hmm. John McLean is the smartest actor of all time, because he's the only one that went, you know what would be an even easier way to get rid of 12 terrorists than me running about the Rambo would be to get the police <laughs> to yeah. come and do it. <laughs> Which is the correct move. But then what we end up with is John McLean and the first police officer show up, Al. Talking to each other on a closed line radio call that is the same line the terrorists are communicating on. Yep. And it leads to this fantastic cat and mouse where every character has the same amount of information but also doesn't want the other characters to have this information. Yeah. And just everyone's talking to each other all vaguely and like, ah. Oh. <laughs> it makes the movie so much more tense. It's such a great little framing device yeah which yeah and it it's both a great like it makes things more tense because like you know that anytime john's asking for help 
that Hans can hear him do that. So he can give away his location or whatever and get killed. But also, as an audience member, <laughs> it sure does help when all the characters keep saying the things they're doing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and they really found a way to make him do that. Action movies, woohoo! Like it, it, it legit, like it never, watching it, it doesn't feel like you're being spoon fed information because it's a clever use of doing that. But that's what they're doing. It is a more clever version of the characters just saying things out loud. Yeah. But yeah, it's done subtly enough that it's not a problem. Yeah, because they also sprinkle in philosophical debates and <laughs> whatever, and little yeah. mental games and whatever between the, your two leads. Until the principal from the Breakfast Club has to go and ruin it. <laughs> Yeah, doing what he does best. <laughs> Ruining the lives of teenagers. Yeah, yeah, that teenage Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the two Johnsons from the FBI being like, "Hey, we're gonna do all this like that." Now you know. <laughs> that's that's one of the things. There are like jokes in this movie that are like jokes. And they always catch me off guard. One of them being the Johns thing. Well, Johnson, especially Johnson. It's yeah, especially yeah. Uh, no relation. Yeah, and then after that, it's that like is on a such phone a... Call. There's Johnson. No, the other yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, the no relation is such a well delivered line because like, I'll throw up a picture of of Johnson, especially Agent Johnson. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Die Hard in a while. That's obvious. Like, uh, but yeah, there's also a callback. As you said, there is a moment where yeah. one of them says who they are and it says, no, the other one. <laughs> but my, my question is, what would be the, the what's the other voice, the voice on the other side of the phone saying? I don't know. I don't know. That's it. I can't think of like, there's not a realistic, logical, like, conversation happening there mm. this is that joke as you would do an airplane like <laughs> yeah but there's it's just a small handful of them there's also um obviously one of the terrorists just stealing from a concession stand yep well he was um, hungry. guarding a door yeah, yeah. and it just keeps cutting to him just eating a chocolate bar like this is the thing, though. Like, didn't this film have almost no script to a large extent? So a lot of this stuff, they would have just been like, this would be funny to throw in here. Yeah. The way that that moment is shot kind of looks like the actor noticed that there was real chocolate in the thing. Uh, yeah, it's just one. like, hmm. Yeah, and then uh, John McTiernan directed this movie, right? I, I can imagine being just like, yeah, alright. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> That's what I'd do if I was an actor. Like, if I was on a set, I'd look to it. Yeah, that looks real. Is that real? Just open it and go, <laughs> sweet chocolate. Nice. He just had really bad on set catering, that's all. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, he just wanted a Babe Ruth, man. Like... Um, but I do think. I think you're right, Josh, because um, obviously a lot of Bruce Willis's one liners are improvised. Like most one liners in any movie. Because if you write a one-liner, it will suck. Yeah. 
Yeah. Inherently, like, you have to be able to come up with those on the fly. Um, which is probably why the most famous one in Die Hard, as we mentioned earlier, is nonsense words, and then a swear. Yep. Yeah, that's the easiest thing to improv. Which makes that scene at the end when Alan Rickman says it back to him. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, Bruce Willis actually has a wee giggle. It's like, oh, wait, no, that was... That's just because he wasn't was... expecting that one. Yeah. <laughs> Like Alan probably... Rickman held on to that line for days. Yeah, you remember Weeks, probably. that he said that, yeah. You watched him say it and went, I'm going to use that. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's a fun line coming from Bruce Willis. It's a hilarious line coming from Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man is serious as Alan Rickman. With the Hans Gruber accent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that same slow monotone <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> the phrase yippee is is amazing. So, um... I guess we should do the burning question that everyone, everyone listening wants to know, right? They're gonna if we don't mention it here, it's gonna ask us in person. We're all gonna get asked in person as movie nerds anyway. Your 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 relatives are gonna ask you this question. Your friends are gonna ask you this question. Your enemies are gonna ask you this question. It's gonna be filled over Twitter. I think you've kind of over to solve this question now. No, no, I'm right. You're right. It's that. It's Die Hard a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, he was right. You're, you're gonna see it. It all. There's gonna be 18 articles all by the Guardian. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. How do you define Christmas movie? Right. I'm a. I'm gonna tell you right now. Is it a movie? First off. Yes. Y- yes. Is it about Christmas? Mm, about kind Christmas. Of. No. Yeah, it is not about christmas it's set at christmas okay set at christmas okay that seems like enough to me oh no i fully agree i think it's a christmas film all the way it's set at christmas christmas has been referenced multiple times it is a minor plot point to a very small extent so yeah Yeah. christmas film if you think it's not you're dumb but we've we've got that out the way (laughs) we had to do it at some point in the I did oversell how much of an argument it was going to be because obviously it's a Christmas movie. That's how the phrase works. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't a Christmas movie, we'd be idiots. Just, just to clarify. Yeah, yeah we've yeah we've done the wrong episode. <laughs> this isn't a Christmas movie. We messed up. <laughs> Wait till we talk I, about Bad Santa in January. I legitimately <laughs> think Nathan, if you said that, Josh would drive out your house and strangle you. <laughs> After his pizza. Yeah. After his so pizza. This, um, yeah, we've we've established the correct answer to that question is obviously yes. People get all defensive about that. People that just don't like Die Hard will be like, it can't be a Christmas movie because it's not a movie I like. Like that's how it works. Yeah. Deck the Halls. Yeah. Deck the Halls is a Christmas movie. Just because it sucks doesn't change that. Home Room Five is a Christmas movie. Home Alone, yeah, the Home Alones are all Christmas movies. That's how this works. Guess it doesn't. It'd be like being like, I'm a big country fan. I like country music, but I don't like Florida Georgia Line, so they're not a country band. Like, uh. no, it's not. This, it's not what happened here. Also, if you don't like Die Hard, you're wrong. Just what you do with your life, like, honestly. Like it's acceptable. 
But like personal opinion wise, but if you want to call it a bad movie, it's one of those like you're probably just not an action guy, it's fine. Yeah. But if that's true, why are you bothering me with your opinions on Die Hard? True. <laughs> well, wait like till me... we get to the question of would you recommend this film then? I think I know Nathan's answer. <laughs> it would be <laughs> it would be like like Ty. Yo. Ty's a big movie guy here. Yeah. I'm not going to ask his opinion on Pride and Prejudice. It was fine. Wait, now I just can't want to know. Ty. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It was you had to hear her first, folks. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Sorry. But I would, I... Sorry. I'm thinking of Pride and Prejudice. No. Sorry, wrong one. There you have it. Ty's review of Pride and Prejudice is that Pride and Prejudice was fine. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Pride and Prejudice? But that's it, like... Dumb. Yeah. Ty, yep. you're not the person... It's not your genre. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know... Yeah. In the same way, I'm not going to ask my sister what her thoughts on Die Hard are. Like... It's fair. That's my little rant about unnecessary hate this very popular movie gets sometimes i'm glad you shared those rants <laughs> it was unnecessary rant i've ever had on the show and that's saying a lot yeah yes it is because i just ranted about the fact that actors uh our actors in ghostbusters wasn't a documentary what oh yeah sorry yeah yeah, no, I, I got... Took me a minute. No, I... Yeah. It was a very memorable riff, Josh. We all laughed. What a good time. <laughs> this is good content we're making. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> also, um, I did have another sneak Ghostbusters connection. Um, My goodness, how many are there? <laughs> this isn't like a real one, really. This is just something I noticed. The, these two movies have the same closing shot. Oh, they oh, do. They kind of, oh, like, huh. <laughs> it's like I never noticed that. Thing. He kisses the girl. They get in the in the car, and in the, the car that is a plot point, the pivotal car yeah. from earlier in the movie. The the song, like the key song to the movie, plays. Yeah. As the car drives away, <laughs> and everyone claps. <laughs> You're right. Except this time. Walter Peck gets punched in the face. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the dickhead reporter just got jabbed. That's why everyone was clapping. Which probably should have happened in Ghostbusters as well, to be fair. Also, uh, yeah. Well, he got marshmallowed, so... Yeah, he also gets his, like, come up to the Ghostbusters in the same sort of moment. Um, but that did hit me when it sort of... Because it hit me about that moment. I was like, oh, that's it's William Atherton. Oh, wait a minute. This is Ghostbusters. <laughs> They're watching Ghostbusters. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, something else. There you go. Yeah. Next time you watch either of those movies, you will notice that they have the uh, exact same last like ten seconds. It will never be the same experience. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. But instead of Ghostbusters, it's uh, it's let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah, it'd be really weird if they accidentally played Ghostbusters soundtrack <laughs> over Die Hard. Oh, I'm editing that together. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Right. I believe you'll go through that effort. Oh, if I can be bothered. <laughs> sure. So, right, all that's really left to do, though, boys, is uh, the... Once again, 
most pointless question I will ever ask. Yep. Because I checked with the answers. Is Die Hard worth watching? Josh, what do you think? Should people nah. watch Die Hard? No. Oh. oh, okay. That's rude. That is all. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, I think, to be fair, I think, to be fair, I wouldn't recommend this to everyone. I think people that are wanting an action movie that are just so used to today's action movies, I don't know if I necessarily recommend this straight away, at least. Like, I think of, you know, your current teenagers that would watch uh, today's action movie where you've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds swinging punches at random things, you know? And it's like they're thoughtless movies and they have cool, well-shot, well, well, nice-looking action scenes, whereas this doesn't have that. So I don't know if I necessarily, necessarily recommend it to everyone, straight away at least. So there you go. I don't know. It's not a definitive yes to everyone, especially younger people at the moment, because it's such a... They're so used to, like, better-looking things. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think Maybe. cinematographer Jan DeBont may have a word to say with you, but... Well, I mean, for the 1988, it was really well shot, <laughs> and it looked really good. I want to reference, I only know that Jan DeBont's name because he also directed Twister, I believe? The, 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 the board game? Yes, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the board game. Yeah, Gentleman, the cinematographer for this. Also, he directed Twister and Speed, I believe. Um, I know that game. Fun fact. No, the drug. Oh, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> right, Ty. Yeah. What do you What do you think of Die Hard? It's great. Should people watch it? I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with Josh a little bit. I would recommend this to everyone. Everyone has to watch Die Hard at least once in their life. Even if you don't like it or it's not your film, just watch it. Just, you know. <laughs> just to say you have. Yeah. I mean, like Imagine imagine bumping it on and then talking about movies you go, Oh yeah, Die Hard and they go, I've never seen Die Hard. Like you just like what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get your point there. Yeah. It is like what I think I said it last week. This is a movie I will reference in general conversation, just presuming the person I'm talking to has seen it by now. Yep. Like, because it's diehard. Um, but whatever. I yeah. I'm of course I'm gonna recommend Die Hard. It's Die Hard. This is a. I take your point, Josh, about what modern action movies are like. And that sensibilities have changed. And I'll raise you for people that are fed up of those movies. Oh, yeah. This like, holds think... up. Like, because the problem can be going back to, like, the 80s, what you think is the golden era. You'll be equally as disappointed when you realise your favourites are the 80s equivalent of Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds punching cars. <laughs> like... I think what I should clarify is if you're under the age of 18, it's an FA recommendation. But if yeah. you're over the age yes. of 18, maybe even 16, then yeah, watch Die Hard. Yeah, watch Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, so we agree that Die Hard is a good movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to change the final question. Ah. Uh, you that. It's the title of the I show. I have my answer. It is. But I'm going to... Uh, don't worry, guys. See, I'm going to do a little, a little podcasting trick because it's Christmas and it's a special episode. I'm going to say it differently. 
but in a way that doesn't change the format too much. Oh. Wink. You can't say wink, now they'll all know that you wink. Oh no, they know! <laughs> I said all that out loud! <laughs> to a microphone! This is an audio podcast! Oh, and then I didn't edit it out! <laughs> Anyway, so boys, it's Christmas Eve. No, it's hypothetically. Not. Uh, I, I, okay. you were gonna say that. <laughs> I checked again. I was early. I could realize what we we're gonna. Hypothetically, it's Christmas Eve, right? It's getting late. You're gonna watch a movie before you go to bed, right? What's that? Is this your Christmas midnight screening? <laughs> Oh, I forgot to pick one. Sorry. She has a normal answer. Josh, is this your Christmas midnight screening? No. Oh. This is my. This is a, a film I would. <laughs> I, I'd probably do watch every year around Christmas time, but I don't think it's a Christmas Eve midnight screening film. I think yeah. at that point I would be going for a family film where you sit down and it's just a stupid, really light-hearted. Christmas movie. This is in any other any other evening of the year. This for sure is a midnight screening because you can put on and especially if you're with your friends that have seen it, you can quote along with the one-liners. You can cheer when Alan Rickman falls out a window. You know, but for Christmas Eve with the fam, nah, I don't think so. Hi, right? What are you thinking? Um, I actually watched this at midnight. Uh, last last this morning. Yeah, this morning technically, um, of of time of recording. Yes, it's a midnight movie, uh, but I'm gonna agree with Josh. No, it's not a Christmas midnight screening because on Christmas Eve every year, me and my family watch The Grinch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so no. Josh was that preparing that reaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knew what you were gonna say. Was yeah, preparing to do the noise. So. Normal minute screening, yes. Christmas minute screening, no. Nathan. Yeah, fair enough, boys. That was a... That, yeah. <laughs> you catch me off guard with that every time. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, you know what's like getting asked. It's that it's hard. A Christmas midnight screening. So it's because just a few episodes ago, you just decided <laughs> that you were going to start saying my name there. <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> I get it's weird, but I'm not gonna ask myself a question. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I take both of your points absolutely. Of course, Die Hard. Yeah, by the definition that we've agreed, it's one of the best like '80s action movies. It's inherently a good midnight screening. Yep. Like, yeah, it is something you can definitely yell at the screen to and high five your boys to the. Yeah. The, the good bits yeah. that sentence really just fizzled out at the end I could not figure it out um, but yeah to answer my own question is it a, like a Christmas Eve midnight screening with the context that, that I think both of you went along like you're with your family for the holidays yeah yeah you're probably better off with Elf or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Arthur Christmas or the Grinch uh, all, all, all but, good three options Nathan yes if you if you like if you happen to be like away for Christmas or you're you're 
you with your flatmates or something. I think this would be fun. It would be a fun way to bring in Christmas. That's my whole point. I'm good. a good host. <laughs> um, all that's really left is to say thank you to everyone for, for listening to this and putting up with with our rants about things that aren't the thing we're supposed to be talking about that take up 80% of the show. Yep. Despite the fact that Woo. despite the fact that we we research for about a month before we do these and then just really? spew nonsense instead of the things we said we were going to talk about. We meant to be doing research? Well, you watched the movie. Yeah, two days ago. That counts. Um, Last night. <laughs> that's research, isn't it? Um, over that time, I had to do. I had to get ten. Uh, story at college for my presentations i had to have 10 sources cited and five of them started with scooby-doo and the uh (laughs) so i wish i could do that you could you just would fail um no josh yours would have to be veggie (laughs) tales oh yeah just start saying veggie (laughs) tales i I can make it work i can make it work but anyway yeah thank you everyone for, for listening um if you are on our Spotify business on the go. Uh, you're probably aware, but I'll tell you anyway. These also go up on my channel, my YouTube channel. Nathan needs a username, uh, where I also post some other stuff. Sometimes, not recently, not often, but sometimes. Um, it's been a bit. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, hopefully coming pretty soon another. Incredibly similar show, though these will be archived together on YouTube, they'll have their separate Spotify feeds, so it, it's worth it's worth subscribing if you like this, if you like me rambling with these two. There'll be Wait, more. We're doing another there. show? Yeah, you know this. Stop it. <laughs> Do I? I I know that you know this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like believe I'm meant to know this, but my brain is not telling you me. The, the other the one that's this. Uh-huh. But not this. Gotcha. When yes. we talk about a movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, it's been be two announced. hours of this. That's true, actually. <laughs> that will be announced. That will be announced soon to all of you and Josh, apparently. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Nathan Needs a Username. The vote for each of these episodes will always pick two movies a month, pit them up against each other for a day on Instagram, which everyone comes out victorious is what we'll talk about. So if you want your say in what we talk about, make sure you follow me there. Follow these two while you're at it as well. Their links will also be in the description below. Next week, boys. Next week's going to be fun. Next week? Next month. That's wrong. Next month. Next month will be fun. We've got a, a very special episode. We're theming it again. Uh, it's video game month. Video uh, game month. Oh, guys, I'm busy next month. Um, I might not video be game able to, month. to make that one. Um, <laughs> insert Josh, generic excuse here. My it's dog ate my podcast material. Um, it's very... <laughs> he ate my TV. She <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, it's video game month for a very special reason because we have our first ever guest coming on the show. YouTuber is pre-built. He mm. plays video games. That's why we're doing it. 
He doesn't play these video games, but he plays video games. <laughs> Exclusively, he plays Seven Days to Die. Um, but they don't have a film for that yet. There isn't a Seven Days to Die film, so we reached out oh, to him yes, and said... He, like World War Z, just does zombies. Uh, we probably should have done zombies <laughs> instead of video games. It's too late. We've decided. Technically, it's really not. It's actually, it's, well, this is what we told him we're doing. Technically, the guest <laughs> This picked. is the... After yeah, this we, moment, it's too late. I... I reached out uh, to Preble uh, and asked him if any video game movies he feels he could talk about, and he told me. So blame him. <laughs> he told me. Uh, I will. What what he he felt we should do, and the vote will be between. Uh, <laughs> can't believe it. The vote will be between Doom, and Resident Evil. So, uh, stay tuned in the next few days on my Instagram to vote on which one of them you want us to torture ourselves with. If you all and don't our, vote, and our then friend. we can't do either of them. There's a heads or tails situation, Josh. Or both. We do both. No. Okay, vote. <laughs> Please vote. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you all uh, in that episode yeah. with, with Pre-Vault. Um, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's the show. See you later, guys. Goodbye. What's up, Borat, though? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>